Welcome to the Two Marketeers podcast, where marketing swashbucklers, Sean and Lindsay, seek to demystify the fascinating world of modern marketing. Each episode takes listeners on a storytelling adventure that informs, entertains, and inspires marketing enthusiasts of all kinds. And now, here are your hosts, the two marketeers themselves, Sean Patrick and Lindsay. Wow! Yeah! Woo! Take the stick! Hello. Hello. Hey, Sean. Hey, Lindsay. Good morning to ya. Good morrow. No, that means no. That's and wrong. a nice morrow <laughs> to you. <laughs> no, that means today, anyways. Good day. Hello. <laughs> Good morning, wise guy Sean Patrick. How are you today? Good morning, Rockstar Lindsay Wah. I'm great. <laughs> I'm good. I'm a little tired. You? I'm tired. It has been a week. Yeah. But that is okay. That is okay. Every year we say we limp into Christmas. Oh, I never heard that. <laughs> we limp into Christmas. Yes, it's limp in. Someone, yeah. We're just like, we're like, this year's going to be different. We're not going to limp into Christmas. We're going to go into Christmas, live in our best lives. And they were like, no, no, yeah, we'll limp in. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, take, I'll, take, I'll take the low road. Thanks. Yeah. We'll just get Plan in a. our jammies, limp right in, settle up to the couch for uh, two weeks of wine. Oh. That's Olympian. what we're going to do. Yeah. So have you been busy this week working on anything exciting? Oh, you know I have. <laughs> I know. We've been in a million meetings together this week. <laughs> I just like to ask for our listeners. Do they want to know what you've been doing? Lots happening. Um, there's something that's sucking the life out of me, which is the ongoing saga of me finding the right technology solution uh, to service my business needs as a small business with Wise Guy. But Well, do you want to know what I've been doing over here? This morning? No. Yes. Why? <laughs> Why not? I don't know. Are you going to start crying again? Again? <laughs> As if I stopped? Yeah, very good. <laughs> I did not. I am filling up a basket of products on Avon.ca. Are you? <laughs> Which I have not said in a long time. Ever? I use my mom. So yeah, my mom, we used to get Avon when I was little. This is like an 80s throwback here where I'm yeah. now checking out their, their website. But this leads into our topic of the day. What are we talking about today, Sean? Specifically, we're talking about Avon repositioning themselves uh, with a global campaign. Yeah, pretty cool. You found this amazing article in the drum about Avon's new digital overhaul and brand overhaul, right? Yeah. Uh, and really at a strategic level. Like, I mean... What they're announcing is very sort of the, the example of the one minute spot, but I think we have differing opinions and yours was, <laughs> yours was wrong. No, but I was interested to see how you're like, I was interested to hear your initial feedback because I came out of it going like, wow, good on them. And you were kind of like, eh. And first thing I thought was, well, you know what? I'm not a, I mean, I have had a lot of experience in the beauty industry, um, but Never have I required anything from the beauty. That's not true. I use some men's products. But anyways, yeah, I was like, okay, well, I guess you're right if it doesn't resonate. But then I've gone back and I've shared it with Simone 
and uh, I've gotten some interesting feedback. And I think what I love yeah. about it. But wait, 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 back it up. We haven't even said what the article is. Right. <laughs> so it's this article on the drum that Sean saw um, called Avon Blows the Dust Off Its Brand After a Digital Overhaul. So this was posted September 25th, 2020 on the drum.com. And it's talking about Avon's um, brand identity and strategic overhaul um, with everything that's going on with the pandemic and such an amazing opportunity for them. So I'm a huge beauty industry lover, past work experience in the beauty industry. Um, my best ever job in university was helping to open the first store uh, for Sephora in Canada, which was such a cool experience. So he saw Name this drop. and he's like, we need to talk about this. This is such a cool article. They have a really cool initiative. Let's oh. do a podcast episode where we dive into the same article. So that's what we're doing. So you've um, come today. around a little bit. Have you come around a little bit from your initial reaction to it? I have two, I have two different reactions now. Okay. So Because Simone had, when I showed it to my wife right before this recording, I said, I just want to see what you think. Who also it, works in the biz. Who also works in the biz. Yeah. And is also a big Sephora fan. Um makeup fan uh, as well and buys good stuff um, was really interesting too. It was not unlike yours, Lindsay, where well, let's talk about your, your, your opinions and hers was not unlike yours. And um, she just, I was like, okay, that's all I need to know. She's like, well, does that make me a bad person or what did you want? I was like, I just <laughs> wanted to know what you thought. Does it so, make her a bad person? I need to know what you thought now. Well, I'm going to let you talk about what you thought because okay. it really corroborated some of the things I was like, oh my God, Lindsay's a bad person. <laughs> I have very high standards. <laughs> okay. okay um, let's tell people exactly what they're doing here so yeah. that people can kind of say or understand what we're talking about before we get into kind of our point of view. So it's saying... Avon is honing in on its ability to transform women's lives with a global campaign asking people to reconsider the 135-year-old beauty business. Its chief brand and beauty officer, I want to be a chief beauty officer. Right? I think that's why I thought of you. That's you. Uh, yes. Call out to companies. If anyone needs a chief beauty officer, I want in <laughs> somehow. Well, you forgot the brand part. That's kind of what's going to get you in. Yeah, branch of... man. Okay, sure. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so it says, Chief Brand and Beauty Officer, explain why now is the right time to blow the dust off. So they say, when you think of Avon, you most likely conjure up images of handbag-sized catalogs filled with scented pages and pictures of senses of bubble bath and skin-so-soft spritz. Um, Sub-brands. Yes, yeah, sub-brands of the Avon brand. But they're saying, however, over the past 12 months, the brand has been looking to carve out its own place in the global $532 billion beauty and personal care market. I mean, just grab a hunk of that money. I want to be, I see, I want to be the $532 billion beauty personal care market. That's uh, what yeah, I want to be. Me too. So they say they're heavily investing in digital tools for its army of direct sellers. It's now, oh, it now allows its 5 million, okay, listen to this. It now allows its 5 million representatives in 50 markets to run a business from their phone, create and share marketing content and personalize recommendations for regular customers. Boom. So I did not even realize the magnitude yeah. of this business. It's the second largest multi-level marketing legit multi-level marketing company in the world still yeah and that's after crazy. it lost a lot 
it's just been flying. I feel like it's just been flying under the radar. And then it says, since the pandemic kicked off, the beauty brand has seen a 200% uptick in digital transactions. In the first half of the year, the number of Avon reps has also grown twofold as social selling becomes more relevant to people looking to embrace a more remote and flexible way of working. They say Avon sells three lipsticks every second. I wanted to tell that part. Seven bottles of fragrance every second. That is bananas. And two bottles of its a new sub-brand skincare products every second. What? what was that? Right. Like you can't fill your basket fast enough, Missy. I mean, I'm trying. I'm click. <laughs> I'm doing all the clicks. But I think so what's interesting says- there too is it's other than the lipsticks. Did you know it's fragrance is a big part of Avon, right? Let alone the skincare stuff. So it's crazy. Yeah, so I think the challenge that they're talking about in this article, it says, is in a world of glossiers, beauty pies, and drunk elephants. Are those all brands? All over my house. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yes, they so. are. Yeah. However, Avon has an image problem. It's failing to keep up with the cool girl brands and engage a younger generation of women. So it says, even its chief brand and beauty officer, James Thompson, concedes that over the past few years, Avon has been underestimated from a brand perspective. So apparently they have like... brand awareness globally. Insane. Obviously, everybody knows what Avon is. But where it falls down is consideration. So they have a huge consideration problem because people can't move past the how I know of Avon to why I might purchase from them, which is the transition from awareness to consideration. Yeah. So this is what they're doing. This is the strategic kind of repositioning within this article. So back to you, Sean, on kind of your thoughts on it. Well, it begs the question, is it a good thing to have a ton of awareness, but not the perception you want. Like the majority of the world is aware of your brand, but it's not the perception you want them to have. And let's be clear, a brand resides in the minds of the consumer. Or, you know, are they worse off as a, I think it's like almost $6 billion global company. Are they worse off having to shift that than say a whole new brand that's starting anew and it's like you know it has its benefits and its its drawbacks but this is where i think they've really they've done their homework and they're really understanding truly what the problem is and it's about okay what do they know what is the perception and what who is avon who have they always been and who do they need to be like it's that absolute i just look at this as it's just a first step remember it's right. just a first step and and what's that uptick you know like what is that which sentiment is perhaps change? where i originally got a little bit judgy like yes exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay okay maybe i mean it is their first step like september 2020 is the first toe in the water of their brand repositioning so i'll I'll take it down. (laughs) Because they say right in the article that it's less of a campaign and more of a repositioning, the start of a repositioning. And it's like, isn't that exactly what you say? Like, (laughs) isn't that exactly what you've taught me in the last few weeks? Focus on your brand. Focus on on building and growing that brand. brand. Well, this is just a first step in the long term. And who's ready to throw them out? But anyways... This is why I just looked at it and I know you, I know your background, I know how you brag about being the first Sephora person in the world, all that stuff. But yes, it this is so all I'm going to say to it's from the article is really just say so this is what they've done. And this is what drew me as a result. It's launching Watch Me Now, a significant global campaign that will run in more than 70 markets globally calling on people to reconsider their views of the company. That's all they're trying to achieve. Totally. 
Okay. So we're okay? No. I'm smiling sneakily over here, which nobody can see. I'm like, yes, you're right, smiling sneakily. Hmm. Right? And it's just, the, you know, the, the, the Watch Me Now campaign underscores the power of beauty to create opportunities for people to earn on their own terms and highlights Avon's own support for causes. There's an authenticity, authenticity to where they've come from. Um, yes. And, and I think that that's what they bring forward. What I'm going to ask you right now, what was your initial perception? Because yeah. it's fair. It's fair. And Simone had it too. Okay. So my initial – so Sean sends me this article. He's like, check out the cool shit that Avon's doing. And I'm like, okay, so what is Avon doing? Amazing. So I read this. But I think you had you watched a commercial first, right? And that was sort so, of like yeah. So the campaign is rolling out an out of home um, digital and other channels. So this is, I believe, is a sixty second digital ad. Um, mm -hmm. So Sean said it's called as it's called Watch Me Now. So I think people have very high expectations of beauty brands. Obviously, it's a very um, cluttered space. There's a lot going on, so you really need to stand out and. Um, I came at, so I came at this initially as from a consumer's perspective because I love beauty brands and then I have now kind of stepped back from the strategic lens. So the initial reaction as a beauty consumer was there's so much going on in this 60 second film there that they're highlighting a lot highlighting a lot of amazing things that Avon is doing. So 135 years, their initiatives in breast cancer, their initiatives in employment for women before they were even allowed to vote. There are like all of these amazing initiatives that we talk the, the about patents. on this podcast all the time. I thought it was the interesting. They have the like patents, thousands of patents or 600 750 patents, patents 300 awards. Um, right. So they're, you know, they have so many great things that they're doing. And we talk about all the time on this podcast, purpose-led marketing. Like, you should be a good company before you tell people you're a good company. Like, you should actually just be <laughs> doing good things, which Avon has done amazingly well. So they've been doing all of these amazing things. They're highlighting it in the 60-second ad. Um, so as I'm, like, reading it, I'm like, oh, yeah, cool company. That's good. And But the creative for me, just brings them into the conversation at a time when I think they have an opportunity to lead the conversation. So it's very much like we're about all women and opportunity and diversity and inclusion. And that's kind of how the storytelling unfolds. Um, and it's beautifully made. The creative's excellent. It's just that for me, it didn't. It doesn't stand out. It just puts them into the bucket of players and doesn't help them lead in a way that a 135-year-old business, I think, at an opportunity or at a time like this, has an opportunity to lead. Okay, because... so let's let's pause on that because we'll get okay. back to that. Answer the question. <laughs> What's the question? Not how how did it affect you as a marketer? Is how did it affect you? What was your reaction as a consumer? As a consumer I, of I beauty just... brands. I felt like meh, like it was yeah. like a, any other beauty ad I'd seen. Like yeah, everyone's meh. doing ads like this where, yeah. And so that's what, that's what my wife said, right? She yeah. looks, she's like, oh, nice video. And then it's like, okay, so how does it make you feel? And 
It's like she pauses and she's like, mm. so it, you could tell she's like, well, I it, she had to dig and and the idea too is even the whole scenario is wrong from a sort of like, okay, she, it didn't come to her. She's shown it. She's asked to critique it. She's asked to kind of say, how does it make you feel? Right? It's like that that focus mm-hmm. uh, that, that is it panel invoking room emotion? That, yeah, and her ultimate reaction was meh. So it's like yeah, okay, same. thank you, Simone. We're yeah, both bad so, people. You're both bad people. Uh, so that was just, it, it corroborated your initial, uh, your initial reaction, which from my standpoint was true, but I, I will say, you know, when you look at it over and over again and you see, you're right, there's a lot, there's a lot, but I think at the core, this commercial is not, was not created to appeal to you or anyone like you. But I think that maybe it, was because maybe what they wanted people to take away like if they're just if they have awareness but they're just trying to get into the consideration set I think what they wanted people to say was wow Avon is like the other brands so they could appeal to me you know what I mean they're not trying Mm -hmm. to say like we are different they're trying to say like we're as good as the brands that you love we look like them and act like them and you could love us too you could buy our products too okay here's my take they have to get into the game before they're going to carry the ball. Which is exactly what they're the doing. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying maybe this is just them getting okay, into so you're the okay. game. Yes, exactly. Is Looking at what a business has to do, I love what they business-wise have strategically decided to do and how they've utilized marketing and their brand as a key way to start to do that. Like that's exactly what they're supposed to do. Whether it succeeds or fails, I say good on them for truly being strategic in their approach because people just kind of try and connect the dots too quickly. Like, is this commercial going to change, bring back that $3 billion that they've lost over the last so many years? It's like, no, that's the problem. We think that is to say, I I love, I want to keep an eye on this because it's really like when you watch it again, it's a first person voice, right? Mm-hmm. The voice I asked Simone, I said, did you notice that? The, the accent? She's like, no. So it's like, oh, well, it's a arguably UK. She's like, oh, I almost think it's Australian. But I think it's that sort of idea of it's that global kind of accent that's accepted by all. Um, she And the imagery is beautiful, but they show what I would call outliers. And they show... Um, most importantly, she says, I am a woman. I am a single mother. I have worked. I, I can't remember what she says, but basically she talks about working and, and, and created two degrees. Like basically her, mm-hmm. she put two kids. They're speaking very clearly to someone. And what's funny is I, I noticed that. I don't think you or Simone would have noticed that because it's like, well, I'm not a single mom. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, but for me, I'm like, who isn't saying that? You know, like I feel really? like. I feel like, yeah, you're like, there's so many brands that are like, we're here for every woman. We're here for the women who are struggling. We're here for the women who are, and we're like, yes, you are. And you have some great accolades to back all of that up. It's just say it to me in a way that not everyone is saying it to me so that I have a chance to actually look up and take notice of Avon. Right. But maybe this is like we talked about, maybe this isn't the time. Now is the time to say what everyone else is saying. The difference is they have an army of how many people that That's they can what prove I was they're say. doing it for. 
Well, I think I was going to say like the digital ad isn't going to be where they hang their hat. It's the army exactly. of people. The army of people is their biggest strength. It's not going to be a TV spot or a digital ad or a piece of out of home. They need to figure out the best way to arm this army of people with a different way to engage people, which sounds like exactly what they're doing. So in that way where I'm like, yeah, maybe the film was a bit underwhelming for me. It's just more that I'm like, they, I'm sure they are positioning this army of people in a different way to be able to engage people globally when trends and things are shifting around digital and things like that. So I completely respect that. And I can't wait to see what they do with that. Yeah. Well, I mean, the sentence from the article that just jumps out at me, um, is this heavily investing in digital tools for its army of direct sellers. It now allows its 5 million representatives in 50 markets to run a business from their phone. Yes. When Come I on. read that, I was like, who there cares it is. about this film? Like the film is the film. From nice. their phone. Have you ever nice. heard that? Do you work from home? I work from my phone. Like they, they're even from that. It's about, because and I did some research about like looking at what was the downfall of Avon and in 2016 on Forbes that, you know, they talk about the main thing was the biggest issue is women's role in society has completely changed. Right. So she no longer work stays at home. And it's that funny thing. This is in 2016. Right. The women no longer stays at home. So I almost feel like we were at a time where the p p pendulum, I always say that I took it out of the last one, we're, we're at a time where the pendulum has now swung back from being women in the workforce while the workforce isn't out of home anymore. So there's this whole sort of like, you no longer have to make that choice of saying, am I going to be that person who chooses a career or am I going to be that person who makes some kind of income working at home? Right? Like that, that, that those worlds have now come to a point where this is because they talk about why is this the perfect time for them? And I think that's the interesting part is to say, Regardless of running a business from your home, it's you're running your business from your phone or from your laptop. Like they've totally yeah. zeroed in on a huge empowering thing, not just for women and not saying the same thing. Run a business from your phone is totally the thing right now is to get people to go like, I could do that. Open your mind. Right. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter where you are. We're here and you already have 50 5 million representatives in 50 markets. So I think you're right is to say, I, I guess it's just, I love what it, the whole idea is their whole approach to this commercial, which is watch me now is about dusting off the brand. That's even how they refer to it. Right? So it's, it's that dusting off. Um, they have dusted it off and they've appreciated that they need to blow the dust off. I think that's, what's really interesting, right? Like, they're very aware and they, to the external audience, we're not necessarily them. Like I, I do firmly believe it's about, yeah, they have to make a global transition of who they are, but they first have to impact those who have the highest loyalty. And that is those representatives. So that, that is where the relationships are founded, right? The whole idea of the multi-level marketing company. Right. Yeah, Exactly. I think the reason why I just, like I said before, I just have very really high standards for brands and I'm just like, I'm looking at trends and things like that with the pandemic that's, that's going on. And it's like, there's such a shift to traditional, secure and safe brands because in a time where things are so uncertain, 
people go towards traditional brands and things that they can believe in and things that they can trust. And I'm like, wow, when I read the 135-year-old beauty business and this massive network of people, there's such a trust factor there that I'm just like, oh, I feel like this is the time for them to be able to do something really massive. And I don't doubt that this um, campaign and the repositioning is strategically massive for them. And I think many other good things are going to come from them. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, man, capitalize on this because people are looking for brands they can trust. And who can you trust more than a brand that's clearly doing so many amazing things for people and has a 98% awareness rate and a 135-year-old business? Um, I can't wait to see what they're going to do. When you have... 5 million representatives that trust your brand who have bought into it, you have a lot more potential to truly foundationally shift how to do that better. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. The multi-level thing is interesting. I mean, it's, it's steeped in controversy because, you know, it's, it's the idea of the Ponzi scheme or, you know, the, what we all call a pyramid. It, it It is definitely that same foundational structure the difference between the two is a pyramid doesn't sell anything a pyramid is just money whereas in this business model um it it is just a different revenue model that when managed with everyone's best interest in mind and managed you know authentically it it is a it 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 can work i mean when i looked at the top multi-level companies brands uh like it or not, they're huge. Now, what starts to happen is it starts to become, you know, they can become a little bit too lifestyle based. So it is a religion, you know, because each each member does whatever it is they need to do from a social standpoint to grow their what's under them, because that's mm-hmm. how you make money. So there's two streams of revenue is the sales themselves. And then based on the structure, the number of people you recruit, you start to you start to garner profit from them. But it was just a big eye opener for me. Yeah, I think the difference with this too is like there's a shift to like if the products are really good, then I'm cool. Have you seen those Norwex products? Like this natural cleaning products? No. I have a couple of friends in my network who sell these Norwex products. And when I first started looking at it, I was like, what is this? What are they trying to get me to come to this thing? Like, I don't want to do it. These products are incredible. So they're all like, so the company spelled N-O-R-W-E-X and they're all like sustainable, um, better for you, cleaning products, these types of things. And um, I'm like, okay, I'm willing to buy this product from you because it's actually really great. So now I don't care where it comes from. And my friends are advocating for it, which made me just look up in the first place. And now I'm actually a shopper of yours because the products are incredible. So I don't care where it comes from. And I think that's been some of the shift to say, if you're going to give me something really great and my friend happens to back it, um, I will become a shopper of yours. And I am more open to the, this type of model because I'm willing to purchase it for the quality of the product. Yeah. it's Yeah, it's an interesting story. But that's I guess that's the struggle of a multi-level approach, right, is to say – um, I'm definitely like you. Like, it's funny because as much as I judge you, it'd be like, ah, don't talk. <laughs> as to, much don't. as you judge me. I judge you. <laughs> on a regular basis. On a ju- all, every day. So basically the top five multi-level marketing companies are Amway at almost 9 billion. Avon is second at almost 6 billion. Herbalife 
uh, still around, 4.5 billion, and this Vor work at 4.2 billion, and then the fifth being Mary Kay. Um, Got so. it. I also love Mary Kay. Every time I go talking about Christmas at the beginning, when I go home for Christmas, I go back to my house after Christmas with all of my mom's Mary Kay products because they're so good. Okay, so Avon, back to Avon, they have to pivot. And they are pivoting. And I think they're doing it. They're off to a great start. And I think it'll be really exciting to see because if their whole approach is we're enabling X amount of millions of people to run a business from their phone, that's a, that's, that's, that's something like that's a new, that's here. Here's what the feedback I heard was. It's like another dove commercial. Yes. Yes. And it's like, okay, so that was very pioneering. I've said this before. So why not use it? Right? Like you don't have to reinvent the wheel. In fact, where you're going to choose to reinvent the wheel better not be on a commercial. It better be on a business practice. It better be on investing in the right places, most specifically, probably your workforce or your, your community of global community of sellers. I think this brand has done something somewhat revolutionary and are not being, uh, are not touting that. They're just doing it. But I think it's going to be one of those stories that if it works out a couple of years from now, they're going to talk about, do you remember when Avon completely shifted their business? And now this is why they're twice the size. I would love to do the I told you so episode like you're going to do. I can't wait for the I told you so episode. I would agree. I would say um, a perfect first step or toe in the water for Avon's clearly unfolding strategic shift here um, and can't wait to see what else they do. I was underwhelmed by the, the film, but I think they're just trying to join the conversation before leading the conversation. So definitely interested to see what they're going to do next. Um, and I think you're right. It does go back to what we've talked about on a, a bunch of our other episodes um, with this strategic shift, especially heading into 2021 of focusing on long-term brand building. So in that way, bravo to you, Avon. I think you're doing a good job with your the way that you're trying to shift the business. Um, and I just really want to see what they're going to be arming their 50 million Five million. I know we keep flipping on it. It's like, is it 50 million? They're 5 trillion uh, workforce. They're 5 trillion people. Um, Yeah. yeah. And it's just, you know, this is what we challenge, right? We've been challenging. Okay, let's see. And it's like, yeah, this isn't a bold move, but I think they're setting themselves up. And like you said, Lindsay, it'd be very interesting to see what they do, um, what that bold move will be. And it may not even be... Uh, from a brand perspective, it may be more like changing their business, but we hope it's a brand and marketing thing. Oh, and we'll I do follow have, along. I do have to say, love the new logo. Yeah, so I saw on the on Avon.ca the new logo is not in place yet, and it's not in place yet on Avon.com. I know, either. and it's this it's this whole thing around. I don't think the North American market is part of the business per se anymore. Like. There's global and there's North America. So I'm trying to figure out that this campaign, I'm trying to figure out the business structure and how, but there's a history about like they detach parts of the business and all this sort of thing. So it's like, yeah, this is really interesting. I think this camp, this, what they're doing is going to be slow and global. What North America does I don't, I don't know how the business is structured and how that'll work. So it'll be interesting to I'm watch. hoping that they do something big because I'm ready to buy in. I'm yeah. like, a, I'm ready and waiting for Avon to 
make me want to check out my car that I've built on Avon.ca. <laughs> Avon calling. Do you remember that? <laughs> Ding dong. Avon calling. So you're going to be an Avon lady. You're going to be the new Avon lady running a business from your phone. Yeah. I hope that they make me want to be that. So we'll see. <laughs> I hope that they make me want to be that. Okay. I got I to gotta say that in my head three times. I hope that they make me want to be that. Well, I if hope so too. If they do Lindsay. a good enough job with their brand repositioning that they make me want to become an Avon lady, booyah. That's a huge success. There's, there's the challenge. That would be a huge success. We will, we will keep you posted, everyone. Have a great week, Lindsay. Now it's going to be called One Marketeer and One Avon Lady. <laughs> Stay tuned. It's going to be a longer URL, but it's fine. Okay, have a great day. Bye, Lindsay. Bye. That's it for this episode, my fellow marketeers. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed it. If you did, subscribe to this podcast at thetwomarketeers.ca. That's thetwomarketeers.ca. Spell it out. Be sure to tune in for more marketing adventures every month from us, the Two Marketeers. But you can just call us Sean and Lindsay. Actually, I, I would prefer Wise Guy. Yeah, I, I know you would. We're not, we're not doing that. <laughs>